Welcome to Coco's Conjure. Here we discuss all things hoodoo, magic, folklore, conjure, root work, and the occasional personal story. If you haven't guessed already, my name is Coco. I am here today with Coco's big sister. We call her Big Sis. Hello, Big Sis. Hey. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy to do this. Let me tell you. Um, my big sis is not we're not sitting in the same place we're not even in the same state this took some time this took timing and uh, I'm grateful sis that you were uh, that you gave me some of your time to do this with me today you have no idea Um, and I'm grateful for everybody listening so how about we get started with uh, introduction big sis Yes. Would you mind? <laughs> would you mind telling us a little bit about you and your personal practice? Well, first of all, I would like to thank you for introducing me into the magical world. Oh, but, thanks, sis. Yeah, but <laughs> um, after listening to uh, your podcast, it kind of. <laughs> reminded me <laughs> that I guess I dibbled and dabbled a little bit <laughs> in the magical world to begin with. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I've always, you know, I've always been one of, you know, of nature and just being one of holistic because I am a nurse. I will put that mm-hmm. out there. I am a nurse. So I am a healer. I do consider myself that first and foremost. Um, so, um, yeah, so I am one for uh, modern medicine. Yes, but I am one of trying to find holistic ways of healing also. Um, so yeah, in your first episode, you did mention of ways I, um, you were trying to find ways of, what was it, to deal with uh, insomnia, it was, right? My insomnia and my anxiety, yeah. Anxiety, yeah. So I had mentioned to you ways of uh, using lavender um, and oils and things of that nature. And I incorporated those practices in my nursing. And mm-hmm. so um, when you, what was it? It's been, what, two years now? We we dedicated ourselves to this practice almost three years ago. We were doing wow. it before then, but like we, we said, okay, we're going to go full hoodoo, full witch, full, you know, Let's deep dive like two or three years ago. Yeah. Man, time flies, right? It really do. <laughs> um, so so yeah. So when we when you really introduced me into the magical world, um I think I went more into the green witch <laughs> the green <laughs> <Yep>. witch route <laughs> mm-hmm. you know into the the herbs you know into the more earth magic um you know using the root worker mm-hmm. yeah the root worker type thing but then um when you started learning more of our roots um us being people from the south 
mm-hmm. and learning our um, family history. And then you started bringing up things. Um, and then in, even in our research, reading books about candle magic and me seeing uh, pictures of candles. And I'm like, wait a minute, I've seen this candle before. Grandma <laughs> had them. Yeah, Grandma had I'm like, wait sure. a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen this candle burning in the house and then seeing uh, different pamphlets. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen this pamphlet in the house too, these incense. So I'm like, wait a minute. What? So, so yeah. So then that's when um, I think we dig a little bit deeper into the hoodoo. And we were like, so we've been doing hoodoo all this long time. <laughs> the whole time. And, and didn't know what we were doing. Basically. Yeah. So I guess that's when we took the turn into um yeah doing more so hoodoo um folk magic more so but in all in all i i think um i'm eclectic individualist i i cuz i incorporate crystals in my practice and you know, um, I don't know nothing about nobody crystals. She child. does not. She does not. <laughs> don't I ask try. Me I don't know. I try. <laughs> I'm like, you need this crystal. You need to. She's like, Mm-mm, no. I think you have what a total of what three, three crystals, four crystals. I think I have like a total of four. I have a amethyst on the end of my prayer beads. I have a hematite stone that I use um, as like a reflective reversal kind of thing so that's specifically for work and then I have uh two touchstones I used on meditation and that is it <laughs> like I have I think you tried to sneak a, a, a amethyst next to my front door and I, I was did. like I know you put that there you can you can keep that I, I don't want it yeah. <laughs> I did so you have it so I remember I one am- time you had I remember one time sis you had come to visit and you we were like getting dressed for like bed and you were literally pulling rocks out of your bra you <laughs> You had all the rocks. <laughs> I did. I have tra- I have special stones that I travel with, and one I especially uh, travel with is is um one that you gave me. Um, I don't travel with it as much anymore. I use that as the the stone, the amethyst that I keep in my car. That's my car stone. But I do have one that uh, I do travel with. That's my like uh, tr- my long travel <laughs> crystal. But right. I do, I do. I have I have my travel stones. I have I have crystals for like every occasion. But yeah, I'm yeah I'm I'm the I'm the crystal. I'm the crystal sister. <laughs> <laughs> the crystal girly. Oh yeah, goodness. you give me a crystal and I'm going to go gaga. Yeah, I'm I'm that one. There's a lot of differences in our practice. And I would love to um, take a whole different episode to talk about that. Because um, just to name a few, like uh, you're very much into signs and how that relates to people's behavior. You had me um, you had me look up my birth chart because you was like, let me tell you, you got some earth signs in your chart and this, that. And that. I'm a... Um, uh, I was born under cancer. What was it? I think it's cancer Leo Leo or cancer Leo Pisces, something like that. I don't know. But like you had me look that up. Um, what was the other thing? But as different as we are in our practice, let me just, before we go full tangent, um, as different as we are in our practice, I feel like you and I 
out of anybody I've ever practiced with or spoke to, you and I have the closest practice possible, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe because we were studying at the same time and we were sharing information at the same time and kind of peeling back the like the layers of the onion at the same time. But um at like for example, you and I both like what Reiki, huh? I don't <laughs> Yeah. What is this? You know what I mean? Like what? Um, although you are all about your chakras getting the I'm all about the chakras, but Reiki, I, I, I yeah. I'm but I I'm think open. it comes down to yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I still haven't wrapped my mind. But I I will say this too. Even though we're very different in our practices, we still have that common understandings. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though we're very different, we still have a, I think, that respect for each other's um, practices that we we still just understand each other at a level that it just doesn't butt heads. You, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get each other. Um, there's, there's very few people I would be willing to um, do work with, like alongside. Uh, you would probably be one of few. Probably yeah. the only one, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, just because I know that we, yeah, like you said, we understand each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for this episode, like I said, another episode we can talk about, you know, the differences and similarities in our practice. And we can talk about, I really want to talk about your spiritual journey because you, <laughs> you've, you've lived a life, let me tell you. Um, and you've experienced a lot of things spiritually that I think is worth exploring. But we'll save that for another episode. I thought we would, you know, keep it kind of light today. And yeah. just um, surf the web, look at the boards, and just answer questions that I found on, like, Facebook and Reddit and wherever else. Okay, cause, yeah, because we every time we get, we, we and you get together with these Reddit boards, yeah, we have a time. <laughs> <laughs> the girlies and the, the and the young men's and, and the, 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 <laughs> how, what do they say? The he, she's, and they's out there, they be doing mm-hmm. the most. <laughs> they be doing the absolute most. Okay, so um, I have a lot of them, and we'll get through as many as we would like to get through. How does that sound? Uh, Hopefully these spark some really good questions. um, Sorry, really good responses, really good discussion. So the first one I have is from Facebook. It says, hi, any suggestions on how to keep a book of shadows or a journal you can use to write down spell work, prayers, etc., whatever you like to call it. This is the third time I got one together and it gets lost and or disappears. Logically, this time it should be in the house because I had it in my hand in my uh, in my room the last time I saw it and it's nowhere to be found. I tore the whole house up for it. I don't know if I should start another one or just go off of my memory at this point. I'm not careless with my things. I'm just amazed. This is the third time this is uh, this has happened with the same book. Uh, my bill books have never disappeared like that, so I don't know what to do. So just quick recap, because I always recap after I read a question. Just make sure I um, I hit the the highlights. Mommy taught me that when we, we when I was in school, mommy was like, and I would like look at the math problem. I would just pick out the numbers, and she would go, "That's not what they asked you." 
Ever since right. then, every time I read a question, I'm like, let me just make sure I understand the question. So this person would like to start a book of shadows or, or you know, write down prayer books. I will say this came from a conjure uh, board, a hoodoo board specifically. Um, so they want to start a prayer book or a spell book or something like that. And they keep losing it. This is like their third time they've lost one. But they never lose like their bill book or anything like that. They want to know how we keep ours or like if they should even start another one. What, what would be your advice, sis? <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm not understanding. I, I still have the, the, the very first book of shadows that you made me when we very first started. I don't the one I deposited for us so we could keep all the information. Yeah, yeah me too. I don't get yeah. it. I don't get the question either. And so I it's, think it's, it, 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 it make it me it leads it makes me believe because see like I said we it's always something with these questions because mm -hmm. it's leading me to allude she's alluding to the fact of something mm -hmm. you you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying yep she's not she doesn't want an answer to that question okay you want you understand what I'm saying I understand she what doesn't want an answer to that question. She wants us to allude to the fact of there's a spirit in her house <laughs> that's taking her book. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Oh my god, I was over here thinking. <laughs> Don't make me laugh, sis. <laughs> that, that's 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 what she wants us to that's that's the that's the what that's what she wants yeah that's what she wants us to think I, mm -hmm. I gotta be honest with you i had i had the original one i had to dust that off because that's when i was we were wicked adjacent right i had to dust that off like a couple a couple of weeks ago maybe a month ago but i did find it um i also i have like three other journals like three of the field journals, one where I write it down very clean and neat. And mm -hmm. then the other two are like, as I'm doing it. So like, as I'm building the work, as mm -hmm. I'm in meditation, I write down what I want my work to be or mm -hmm. what I got out of the meditation. And I just keep them on my bookshelf. Like, how do you lose it? This is what I'm saying, sis. I have, I have my journal that, cause you know, I start, I've started um, getting up early mm -hmm. and do my prayers at my altar and I've been journaling. So I have my journaling book at my altar. Right. Okay. My book of shadows, I have literally underneath my altar. Right. Cause that's where it belongs. That's where it belongs. <laughs> that's where so ma'am. What? Huh? And like they said, their bill book hasn't disappeared. Yeah. My bill book is a holy book. I bless that thing. It yeah. literally goes. It literally goes great grandma's Bible, um, my uh, journals that I've been using, and then my bill book. Like they're all almost in the same place. <laughs> I don't understand the question. Okay, so here's one. Here's a question that begs to be asked too. Like I said, I got this from a conjure board. The hoodoo girlies and uncles and everybody would tell you that in hoodoo, you don't keep a book of shadows. That's witchcraft. I don't I don't believe that to be true. You know? I think it just I don't looks believe different that either. 
even though, even though, and we've said this before too, even though in hoodoo, we never, we never do the same spell, the, the same spell, the same way every time. Exactly the same way. You, you know, we still, don't. we still, we still want to write it down to at least know what we did. Right. Or like, um, grandma, when she was going through, um, she said it in the interview I just did with her. She was going through a really tough time in her life. She was sick and things weren't going well for her. She said that she continuously read Psalm 118. Mm. That's a, And we're talking about that's before you and me were alive. And this woman is mm -hmm. 88 years old. And she'll tell you that if you feel like you're about to die or you feel like something's coming after you, read Psalm 118. Like so, And I bet you if we opened up her Bible that it would be highlighted and tabbed. How much mm -hmm. you want to bet? So, like, our book of shadows, our journals don't look the same, but it's not like we don't go back to the same knowledge over and over yep. again. Yep, you know? exactly. Yeah. So, I would tell this person, like, if they were in front of us, I would tell them, sis, girl, honey child, ma'am, what are you <laughs> doing with your books that you are losing them? Put it on your bookshelf, keep it under your altar, you know? And it's a holy book. You don't lose your Bible. You don't lose your bill book. This is a, a holy text for you. This is yes. documentation of your work. Don't lose it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Put it in the same like, place every yeah. time. Every time. You need to put it in the same place every time. And if you're afraid that a spirit... <laughs> Hold on, I get it. I'm going to get it out. <laughs> if you're afraid that a spirit is moving your books, I'm going to tell you it's not. But just in case, just maybe we're wrong, sis. Maybe there is a spirit in her house moving her books. First of all, you need to ask that spirit, tell that spirit to leave you alone. That's the first thing. The second thing you need to do is, is you need to put um, protections in that book. Uh, I don't know about you, sis, but the first page of mine, of my, all my journals really, is a prayer. It's a prayer. And then I have a couple symbols in there as well. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to say the prayer outright. You know, that's personal. But, right. you know, there's a prayer in the book. Even the one we have digitally that you and I share, the first page of it, is a is a um like a spoken word poem prayer thing so that way anyone who reads it they'll get the knowledge they need out of it but also it'll never get lost it'll never get removed it'll never get you know what i mean so like we've right. we've worked over the text i would suggest that you need to work over the text and then cut it out keep it in the same place what are you doing <laughs> Child, but it's like that's the only thing it's taken in your whole entire house, girl. Like it don't want you to write down knowledge that don't make sense. Yeah, but no, no. We read books over here. We don't believe in that. You need to write down your knowledge. It, just because it's written down doesn't mean it's not flexible. But you need to write it down. That's how people be yeah, making stuff need, up. We need, we need to let her know. <laughs> Yeah, you need to put some sigils or something on that book or something because <laughs> I don't understand. I don't get it either. All right, let's go to the second question. Also from Facebook, also from a conjure board. Question, do you feel like there's such a thing as too many tarot readings? I just bought the Hoodoo Tarot for myself and did a few readings for myself, and I genuinely had fun with the insight I gained but I'm wondering if like spiritually and energetically, there's a limit on how many times you should be doing a reading for yourself. So sis, do you think there's such a thing as too many tarot readings? 
Yeah. I, I think I think at some point you can be what is it? Um what is the word I want to say? Not overwhelmed, but you can be exhausted from it. And that's not the word that I'm looking for. And it just came to my head. But um, I don't know why I can't think of it. But yeah, you can just be, it could just be, sis, why is it not coming to me? The word I want to use. It's overdone and it's too much. Overdone, yes. That's not the word I want to use it, but yeah, but it's it's too much, yeah. Because once my thing is tarot should you should be looking for something specific, you get it, and then that's be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. people ask a question and then all day long they're asking the same question, same question, thinking they're gonna get a different answer. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's not, you're going to get a different. And that's not what, tar- yeah. And that's not what tarot or divination is for. That's not what it's for at all. Once you get your answer, you're supposed to walk away and think yeah. on it. At least that's what I, I do. Yeah. I think, I'm, and I've been hearing it. I've been hearing it lately. Um, It's called divination abusers. <laughs> like that's a Ooh. thing I'm hearing. Yeah. Divination abusers. Yeah, because it's a lot of times it's not just pulling cards for yourself. You're pulling cards for yourself and then you pull an oracle cards for yourself. And then it's coming up on your Instagram and it's coming up on your TikTok. And then you got it on YouTube and you watching YouTube readings. Like at a certain point, all all of those things are fine. But at a certain point, you got to be like, you know what? Yeah, it can, it can become an it can become an addiction because at, at, it, it, at, at a point it. It did to me because I think it becomes a fascination. It is a is a it is a world of its own, mm-hmm. and I think it can become addicting because it's like, oh wow, you're learning you're you're learning about these cards and you're learning about these energies. So I it I think it can become addicting, but at some point it's like, okay, you need you gotta you gotta remove yourself from it because. It's like you're—I don't know why I can't think of the word that I want to use—but it's like you've—you're just becoming too involved in it, and you've got to remove yourself. Yes, that's not the yeah. word I want to use, but it's like, yeah, you're kind of being obsessed with it, and it's like you just got to remove yourself from it. Yeah, totally. Okay, so uh, to answer that question, uh, Facebook person, yeah, yeah, friend. Put the tarot cards down after a while. Yeah. <laughs> Energetically, maybe. I don't know. There's some people out there, they channel through the tarot cards and it's a whole orchestration. Um, but definitely spiritually, it's gonna weigh on you heavily if you yeah. keep pulling over and over again. Mm-hmm. So especially if you're if you're if you're a sensitive person to energies anyway. hmm hmm I just don't think it's good for a person to keep surrounding yourself with that yeah it's not it can't be (laughs) Mm -mm. okay third question last one from facebook uh we're still on the conjure boards hi everyone i have a question that details a specific event that seems to happen at least once every week i'm usually sitting in my living room and suddenly a cat appears on my doorsteps 
and meows very loudly for at least two to three minutes. The cat is not mine, has never been in my house, and I don't know why it does this. Is there something I should be aware of? Is the cat trying to communicate with me? Does this mean it's my spiritual animal? I find myself filled with so many questions. I would appreciate your input. So, sis, is this cat that keeps showing up at this person's door once a week this person's spirit animal? That cat just trying to find some food. Right? The cat trying to come in your house. The cat <laughs> just trying to guardians. find some food. <laughs> the cat just trying to find some food. Let me tell you, I read that and I read it as I was copying and pasting it. I was like, that's hilarious. It's not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so spirit animals, uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people out there who disagree with me, but spirit animals have a lot more to do with shamanism, have a lot more to do with indigenous culture, a little less to do with hoodoo. Um, I'm not saying that animals don't have place in hoodoo. For example, cats are good luck, right? especially black cats, it allows you to be invisible, it gives you luck, all sorts of things, right? Um, mm. So yes, cats are important in hoodoo. Uh, however, <laughs> that doesn't mean it's your spirit animal. It just means that, um, like you said, sis, it wants to come inside and it wants to eat. It's tired of these streets, yeah. you know? Especially if, see, because that's my thing. Like, especially if you have to ask somebody else. Oh, yes, my my spirit animal. If Mm. you have to ask somebody else, it's not your spirit animal, baby. It's not your spirit animal. If it's really your spirit animal, you would you would know. Oh, this Mm -hmm. is my spirit animal. You would know. If that cat was uh, to symbolize something, an omen or something, you would know. If that was um, like an an ancestor or an angel or so, or somebody trying to speak through that cat or or anything that you believe in or whatever, you would know. Yeah, you would know. You would not have to go on a Facebook or Reddit board and ask somebody anything. No, you would know. So yeah. therefore, yeah, that that cat just wants something to eat. <laughs> Not just that, but like, is why isn't it magical enough that this cat chose you to be its companion? Yeah, like why is that not enough? I why guess is that not question. enough? Yeah, that that cat is just a beautiful cat, an animal of of nature mm-hmm. that is looking to looking to you for sustenance. And you just feed it. Why can't yeah. why can't you just do that? Why can't it just be that? And I bet you if this person let that cat inside their house, you know, that cat would not leave. <laughs> He's looking, this cat is looking for somebody to take care of it. It's, it's looking for a home. And I think that that to me, that's magical enough. I, you know, I love cats. It is. That's magical it enough. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, uh, if it was your spirit animal, you would not need to ask us. Spirit animals have a lot more to do with shamanism and indigenous culture, not necessarily with hoodoo. Um, however, if you want to incorporate that into your hoodoo, who am I to tell you not to? And um, let the cat inside. Let let it get warm and give it some tuna <laughs> and see what happens. Maybe that's your next, maybe that's a companion you need in your life and you're mm-hmm. being hesitant to allow it in simply because you're looking for signs and, and revelations. Okay, 
So number four, fourth question here. This one comes from Reddit. The title of it is, what are your thoughts from a spiritual perspective on family struggles on a family that struggles with addiction? For example, my family has alcoholism throughout many generations. In the body of it, it says, is this considered a family curse or some type of energy passed down throughout time from mother to daughter, father to son, etc.? Is this something that can be broken like a curse or a spell to promote healing? Uh, please know I do understand the countless other factors that go into addiction, but was curious from a purely energetic spiritual viewpoint, what would your input be? So sis, do you think addiction and such is a family curse? And maybe we should also try to define what a what a family curse or generational curse is. Wow, that that yeah, that's that's now this this can get deep. Yeah, that's, that's heavy. That is heavy. Mm -hmm. Because from a spiritual aspect, yeah, how do you view it? I think that I think that family curses are things that um especially when it comes to addiction. Mm -hmm. Some of it's genetics. We shouldn't take science out of that. Right. But also it's behavior. So mm -hmm. it's a learned behavior that you see or that you witness to. And um, even if a part of you knows, like, that's not how I want to live my life, it's easy to fall into the same pattern as your four peoples, your four parents, because um, you saw it happen and you, you see it happen. And like I said, you're, gen you're genetically disposed to be that way. Um so in that instance, I do think that's a generational curse, but I don't, Ooh, I'm about to, I'm about to make some people mad. I don't think you need some sort of crazy ritual or um, crazy spell in order to break a generational curse. I think that you can do spell work and you can work on yourself spiritually. So that way you don't fall into the same pitfalls as your family. Uh. And in doing so you break the generational curse of your branch so that way your children and your children's children and so on and so forth can live without that curse over their heads, can live without the addiction and the alcoholism. Explain to them that it's in the family. Explain to them what it means to stay away from it and then show them that behavior, you know. And yeah. then I think that's how you break a, a, a generational curse. Again, I know that's a hot take. There's some people out here who think, you know, you got to go down to the river and wash and then trek up a mountain and shout to God. Like there's a whole... 14 step process on how to break a generational curse. I'm not saying that um, that's wrong or it's, it won't be helpful. I'm just saying that as a hoodoo who grounds herself in reality as much as possible, I'm a hoodoo and I'm a bit of a nihilist, right? So if we look at things as they are, we choose how we want to live our life. Um, and we make those choices based off of, you know, experiences and behavior. Certain things will just happen to us. Certain things are out of our control. But if we make the constant choice to say, I don't want to be this way and then work uh -huh. towards not being that way, I think you have a better shot of breaking that generational curse than going up to the mountain and shouting at God. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I think something especially like alcoholism is something that has to be a very much conscious decision. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, because of the factors that surrounds it. Um, yeah. You can't just like people, like you said, you can't just leave it up to God. I, that, it, it, 
it's very much an environmental, you know, an environmental thing. Like you can't say, oh, I'm going to leave it up to God and then go to a party surrounded by people that's drinking alcohol. You can't do that to yourself. That's Mm -hmm. not going to help you. Nope. You have to be very conscious and say, okay, I'm going to leave it up to God. But I have to also say, I'm not going to put myself in situations that's going to tempt me to drink alcohol. You yeah. Know, and if, I, like we and have if you to are be... tempted, if you are tempted, okay, so I fell. That's okay. I'm going to rebuild myself spiritually and then go fi- and go find some help to get me back on path. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and like you said, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that's the only way you're going to be, like you said, break the, that generational curse in, in your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes yeah, people, people like really make that a huge thing. Uh, and it doesn't just have to be alcohol, a debt not having money, things like that. Yeah, listen, poor is poor is poor. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to completely change the situation and go from, you know, counting your pennies when you go grocery shopping to being a millionaire. Like sometimes that leap is, most of us aren't going to make that leap, right? Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we can't use our spiritual practices and use our just common sense and say, hey, listen, I don't want to be poor anymore. You know what I mean? Right. How right. do I get out of debt? You know, like, changing mindset, that lack mentality. Yeah, that's breaking a generational curse. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. I I think so anyway. I do too. Amen. To I that. do too. Because we've we've had a, a a lot um just people being okay with not having. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they they never had, and their parents never had, and their parents' parents never had, so they think that's how you should live. Mm-hmm. And you know, nobody's saying that you like I said, nobody's saying you're gonna be a millionaire, but like we can strive to have, <laughs> we can strive yeah. to be comfortable in our life. Like that's not asking for too much, I don't think. And no. the only way to break that generational curse is to say, hey, listen, I'm gonna be the first person in my family to finish high school. I'm gonna be the first person in my family to get a degree. Um, I'm not going to do like my parents did and live from paycheck to paycheck. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to live a little bit below my means. I'm going to save my money. Like all of those, that mindset will help. And then you use your spiritual practice layered on top of that to help you get to where you want to go. Cause now you've spoken into existence, what you want for yourself. Exactly. You know? Okay. So the fifth question here also comes from reddit uh it says is (laughs) it's a it's a crystal question is it possible to bond with a crystal that doesn't call you so here's the body of it hey guys recently i've been wanting to try feeling the energies of crystals before picking them up uh but boy it's hard i'm starting to even doubt i can feel energies at all the other day i bought a lepidolite child i hope i said that right lepidolite Let's mm-hmm. say that uh, because of their benefits. But now I'm worried it won't work for me because it, it may not have picked me. I heard that one can feel a crystal's energy when holding it and feeling it for heat. 
cool, uh, cold, even a tingling in the hands. But yeah, I don't feel any of that. And when I feel it hot, I just assume it's my body heat. I want to be able to feel the energies, but I may be overthinking it. I hope that that's all it is at least, but I don't want to just ignore or not try to bond with my crystals just because they have not picked me. So any tips you have would be appreciated. So sis, is it possible to use a crystal that you have not bonded with? I think it is. I, I think it is. Because even though you may not have bonded with that crystal, that doesn't, that's, that's not to say that that crystal is still, that crystal is still not going to um, have the same properties, mystical properties that it has. You You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably not saying it right. Um, I know what you mean. So it just be just because you can't feel the spirit of this crystal doesn't mean it doesn't have one, and it doesn't mean right. that it won't work. Yeah, right, right. That's that's what I'm saying. So I just think that mm, now what she can do to to try to. F- feel the energy of that crystal that now that I don't know what you can do. Some people like, like you, you just may never. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what that feels she like. Just may never, Cause that's just yeah. some people like it may be in her heart. She really does want to, but it just may never come. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what, what to say to her to make her want, you know, or, or, or I just don't know, but that's not to say that, that crystal is not going to do what it's supposed to do for her. I just feel that she doesn't bond with her. I, well, I mean, that. that's just because she doesn't bond with the crystal. With the it's crystal. still going to work. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel anything when I touch crystals or rocks or anything. I don't feel it. Um, and I'll be the first person to admit that every time. Uh, I don't, when people talk about, Oh, the energies, Oh, this, I don't, I don't feel any of that. Um, I know something works or doesn't work because I get like a gut reaction to it. I mm-hmm. know um, if something's good for me or not good for me because I've learned to listen to just my intuition over us, like spiritually throughout mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. But if you put a crystal in my hand, I just feel a crystal. Uh, I feel the ridges. I feel, you know, like you, like the person said, my own body heat being transferred into it. I think of energy less as spirit. I, I, this is something that I have, I'm going to make an episode on this. People say energy as a catch-all term. I don't mm-hmm. feel the spirit of rocks and inanimate objects. Um, I don't feel that. Um, however, I do feel the energy of my body going into this crystal, like my heat, the heat transference is energy, right? I guess I'm mm-hmm. a little more scientific in that definition. And perhaps I am because I don't feel the I don't feel the energies of the rock. I don't feel the spirit of the rock. Maybe that's why I'm a little more scientific in it. But like, See, but it can still work for you. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think people people want the actual crystal to send like like literal yes. literal movement and vibrations through their body. Like, yeah. I don't think that that's what crystals do. Me. me I personally don't think that that's what crystals do. Me, like, like when I first, my first, um, um, my meditation crystal, it did that 
that particular crystal did do that for me. But mm-hmm. the majority of my crystals don't. Um, the bonding of my crystals, it's um, what it does for me is like the feeling that the feeling does it that it gives me when I, when I pick my crystals, it's like when I see that crystal, does it does it make me happy? Or when right. I touch it, um, when I touch it, how do does it does it feel smooth? Does do I like the touch of it? You know, it's like that type of thing. It's not right. does it vibrate in my hand? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's it's like it's all those it's all those sensory things that come together when I look at it do I like the swirls in it you know the colors that's in it you you understand what I'm saying yep I understand it's that is that type of of thing when I'm when I'm seeing looking or picking my crystals it's not oh do I feel the vibration in it no that's how I'm literally it's like when you're choosing a a shirt you know what I'm saying you know like why, why why do you why do you choose a shirt Mm-hmm. that you like because I like the color I like the way it feels Ex- yeah exactly so that's how I choose and I bond with my crystals maybe that's just me <laughs> I don't know <laughs> listen the internet got the girlies out here thinking that the crystal will literally speak their name <laughs> and, now, like, that's what they okay. got. and I'm just like yeah I don't I don't believe that I don't believe that at no. all you want to know what no. I do feel though um Ever since I started my my balcony garden, I understood more the spirit of plants. But again, as I'm watching the plant grow, I'm I'm seeing what it needs. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm observing mm-hmm. this thing. So that makes sense to me what you're talking about with the crystal. Like you're in observance, you're looking at it. Does will this work for me? Will this not work for me? Does do I like the color? Do I like the shape? Do I like the feel of it? Do I like the that makes sense to me. Yeah, that's that actually makes I'm, more sense to me than what yeah, homegirl that's was saying. What I'm looking at that's what I'm picking out. I'm I'm just like, what what is appealing to me? What is it about this actual crystal? That's what's sticking out to me. That's how I pick and choose my crystals. That's what's I bring. Am. That's what brings me joy. When that's how I get excited when I look at crystals. I don't I don't I, know. Maybe it's weird for me. I don't know. We get, but crystals are not. When I look at crystals, no, no crystal is out there saying. Oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. No crystals out there saying big, big sis. sis. No crystal out there saying big sis, big sis. No, no crystal out there saying that. So yeah. Mm-mm. I don't I don't know. Yeah, the internet I think is is literally um yeah, giving false hope to these poor little kitties out here. Poor I little cousins. So Poor cousins. (laughs) Poor cousins. (laughs) Okay. So to answer your question, cousin, uh, is it possible to bond the crystal that doesn't call to you? Girl, just pick the crystal and work with it. (laughs) Just pick the one you like and then start working with it. Either it works or don't. If it don't work, give it to a friend. Boom. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to me, girl. I'll work with it. Okay, so this next question uh, is also coming from Reddit. This one is actually from a conjure board on Reddit. Love to see it. So this one says, oh, this is a good one. Because you and I have had many questions about this. 
Um, can I use a gray silverish candle for rituals on my altar? I was recently gifted a seven day gray candle and have been researching candle colors. I don't currently have many other colors. So I was wondering how important the candle really, the candle color really is. And if gray silver candles are useful in rituals. So sis, this person wants to do a ritual. They only got a gray candle. What can they do the ritual or will the color mess it up? You know me, I know you, mm. but for mm -hmm. me, candle color in my practice is important. Mm -hmm. Now, gray and silver, yes, she can use it. What um but what ritual is she doing? What what ritual is she using it for? Did she say? Did, did not say. Okay. Um let me hold on cuz I have you know me and we we see we in our family, we do research. We goes to the reference <laughs> books. We look it up. While you're looking at the book, probably to see what the spiritual meaning of color is, I'm going to tell you that color does not have the same importance to me in my practice. Um, I am quick to just pull out a white candle or a black candle or a red candle. White candle I use for blessings. Black candle I use to um, get rid of something for removals. Uh, and a red candle I use if I need um, like to have an extra punch passion in my petition. That's it. Those are usually the ones I reach for. Um, but I do think that color can be useful for you. I don't think that it should hold you back from doing a ritual though. So if all you got is, you know, a gray candle and you trying to bring in your blessings, then you're going to have to figure out how to use that gray candle cousin. Cause that's all you right. got. Well, you better go get a glass of water and try another way um, to, to, you know what I mean? Maybe you ain't doing candle work yet. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but it shouldn't stop you. It Colors shouldn't stop. Candles should not stop you from doing work. It shouldn't stop you. But like I said, um, colors is important for me, but yes, in my, in my candle magic book, um, the color of colors, great, great candles, um, can be used for, for neutralizing negative energies, for compromises, for what is it? travel? Oh, okay, okay, travel to other worlds, competition, okay. invisibility, settling negative emotions, neutrality, stalemate. So basically, it seems like a gray gray candles is being used for neutrality if you're trying to neutralize something that makes sense given the color gray i like the idea that gray is used for invisibility because yeah you know how people like they just <laughs> you want to disappear into the distance you wear neutral colors you wear your grays you right wear your browns yeah that makes sense to me but i thought i had silver hold on silver silver i know is usually used for spiritual matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Divination, awakening, mm -hmm. psychic abilities, astral mm -hmm. projection, invoking the goddess, intuition, mm -hmm. repressing unwanted psychic powers or visions, dreams, meditation, protection. Oh, listen, money, success, 
Yeah, I was gonna say that silver can also be used for for money rituals. Silver and gold, and that that's simply because that's before paper money. That's what we use. Yeah, right? that's right. Silver and gold, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, reflecting of negative energy and and victory. Mm -hmm. uh, wards off negativity. And then again, silver gray cancellation, neutrality, and stalemate. So there's that neutrality thing again. So mm -hmm. yeah, so those are the uses for gray and silver candles. So there you go, friend, cousin. Uh, can you use gray silver candles in your ritual? Sure. The question is, how important is color to you? And if color is super important to you, you need to look up if you haven't already decided this for yourself, you need to look up what gray and silver is used for and then use that color in the ritual. I personally say that you should not allow the color of the candle to stop you from doing work. Um, but I guess going back to my original, what I originally said, if you're not sure, you don't use the candle. You need to go find something else. Candles aren't the only way to do work. I, I feel like that's what we see because it's Instagrammable, you know? it can be snapped for the gram. So everyone's using a candle. Um, but there are other elements to use. There are other techniques to use to get what you want. So uh -huh. mm. speaking of which number seven, and this one, <laughs> this one's fun. This is also on the Reddit conjure board. It says, I just got my first mojo bag last week and I dropped it on the street and someone picked it up unknowingly and gave it back to me. Is it dead? It's dead. Child, there's so much wrong. It was a two sentence question. Child. And there's so many things I don't like about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I said that too fast. Because <laughs> that was the answer. It's dead. That, that's the answer. So, all right, listen. First, they said, I just got my first mojo bag. That's what I, that was that I, I clued in on that too. Cause I'm just like, wait a minute, what? You got it. So maybe it's because you and I are workers and we don't outsource our own work. If we do outsource it, it's normally to each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I would suggest you make your mojo bag now. That's what I was going to have... say. Mm -hmm. is is that even possible sis to outsource it's, a mojo bag it's possible um back in plantation days plantation style hoodoo and traditional hoodoo so before um after mm, before world war ii we're talking plantation style traditional style hoodoo right um you would go to the conjure person and they would make you a bag they would breathe into it and then that person would keep it on them. And you can still do that today, even now in modern hoodoo, that still happens. Um, but you have to go to a trusted worker who knows what they're doing. The idea being that, and I, and I think maybe you and I forget this because we are workers. Like we are the person you would come to, but there are people out there who have not molded their spiritual power in such a way that they can create such things. Does that make uh -huh. sense? Yeah. Um, so I think it's easy for us to forget that, I think. Um, but that was the first. My first thought was, why did you why did you get one? <laughs> you should just make it. But I, like we got to remember, I got to remember some people um, don't have the gift to do that. 
um, or they haven't, I should say they haven't trained themselves to do that. Cause I feel like you can be born a hoodoo or you can be made a hoodoo. Uh, so if you, if you want to participate in the culture, but you haven't made yourself into a hoodoo or you weren't born that way, I guess you would have to get it from someone else. But, um, how did you drop it? I guess is my question, because if someone made it for you and you went to a trusted worker, that worker would have told them that you need to put this someplace secure on your body or your person. If you're a woman, it might be in your purse or tied around your waist um, or in your bra. If you're a yeah. man, you would put it like around your neck. Like they, there's literally pictures of people who have it um, around their neck, uh, like a necklace or um, their hand would be like pinned under their hat or something like that. So like, how did you drop it? <laughs> Just how, how did you do that? <laughs> and then someone else picked it up and you're asking if it's dead. Yeah, girl, it's dead. <laughs> yes. Your response was my response when I read it. <laughs> you giggled and was like, yes, it's dead. Yeah, because that's the answer. <laughs> it's dead. Um, so I, we answered that, we answered that right up front, I guess. So, uh, I hope that person went back to the, whoever made it and, and, um, got it remade, I guess. Uh, I, you know, what baffles me, I guess this is another part about how we are the worker, um, is that if I dropped it like that, first of all, I wouldn't, but say I did, right. I would know how to redo it remake it revive it you know what i mean like i would know how right. to so that's not an actual problem Child. that's how people just be getting your money man yeah because now they got to go back and you think that work is going to make them another bag and not charge them again because i would charge them again heck yeah you know they are oh, mm -mm. you know they are <laughs> okay so uh, another question. Well, we answered that, right? Is your mojo bag dead? Yes. Uh, dead. Number eight is dead. <laughs> number eight. And this is also from the conjure, Reddit Conjure board. A dormant altar. Good morning. I have an altar that I set up for my father a few months ago. Everything had been going well, but for maybe two weeks, I started slacking on my prayer veneration. But I picked it back up since then. I changed the water almost every day. But since that period, the water on the altar has been so still. No bubbles, nothing. And it usually bubbles up every day. A few days ago, I noticed that the water was cloudy. And of course, I changed it immediately. Today, I went to light my candles and still no bubbles, just still water. I started spending more time at the altar and leaving more specific offerings to please him. But I just don't feel him there. Does anyone have any advice on how to keep my altar active? So, sis, this person had an altar to their father. They didn't do what they were supposed to do. Now there's no sign of life. The altar is inactive to them. What should they do in order to reactivate this altar? Have they done any any um, spiritual work to them? Have they prayed to them? Have they talked to them? Have they done anything like that? But they said you know that they said that they started it back up. There used to be bubbles in it, and now there's no bubbles. It's just still water. And the water was cloudy, but now the person is, like, now the altar doesn't feel active. I got to tell you something. Um, when 
they know by now that I have guardianship over uncle. Um, mm-hmm. When he came to stay with us, I, I stopped maintaining my ancestor altar in the living room. And it became apparent because once I had to place him in a long-term care facility, the plants on that altar were like dead. So it was very obvious that like nothing was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I had moved everything to my working altar in my room. Like I have a space on my working altar for my ancestors. I know that's blasphemous for some hoodoos out there. Y'all just going to have to be mad. Y'all can stay mad and y'all can talk to your mama about it. Um, but uh, I, I moved them to my working altar um, and um, I leave water and stuff out for them. And a lot of times it doesn't bubble. It won't bubble or anything like that. However, mm-hmm. like the plants I have in my working altar are alive and thriving. And um, I I keep doing the veneration. I keep doing all of that. So I guess my altar is alive and thriving and active. And when I call upon my ancestors to help in a work I'm doing, I know that they've helped me. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I just stopped looking for signs in the water. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, you know what? I, I guess because I don't mind. I have water on my um, ancestor altar too, and I've I've never looked for bubbles. I just I don't know. I've never looked for bubbles. Are we supposed a, to? I, <laughs> I mean, I, if you ask certain hoodoos, yeah, you're supposed to. But I feel like if you put in the work, and you have a a regular practice with your ancestors, a veneration. You're not asking for anything. You're simply venerating them, right? Um, mm-hmm. then when you call upon them and it's time for you to take out of that bank of blessings that they've stacked in their lifetime, then you should be able to access that bank of blessings because you did the work and you venerated them. Like, are you, why are we expecting grandpa to come down and, you know, speak to us directly? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need, yeah. I don't need bubbles in my, in the water to know anything. I, I'm not looking for it. I I replenish the water. I keep, like you said, I keep it alive. I, my altar alive. I keep um, um, fresh flowers. I put fresh flowers and coffee. I just I don't look for but yeah. I don't. I've never looked for bubbles. You know what? That that makes me think. Um, if this person was standing in front of me, I would tell them, "You need to." Do a whole restart on this altar. Take everything off, clean it all up, put it back. Don't leave water anymore. Leave coffee, leave tea, leave cigarettes. Because it's a uh, maybe it's some maybe they want something else, like the ancestor. If you're looking for a direct sign, maybe this ancestor wants something else from you. Mm -hmm. They don't want water, they want coffee, they want something else. I would try that. Uh, try playing songs that they liked when they were alive. Like I would say up the veneration in a way that's a little more out of the mm-hmm. box, a little less traditional and then see what happens. And then in order to to keep the altar alive and working, even without your candle, I would put a plant on the altar. An aloe, a money tree, some a succulent. Succulents are good because they're good and sturdy. Um, mm-hmm. keep, keep that on the altar and then let that succulent tell you by its uh, ability to thrive or not, whether or not your altar is is active or not. I would try that. Yeah. 
Because I'm like you. I don't. <laughs> I did when I first started. I looked for bubbles. But then I realized it's bubbling because it's hot in here. And bacteria. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, like, so that's why it's bubbling. Um, so I need to find another way to to access the signs for my ancestors. Um, I also, I put together a bone throwing kit. Remember I told you I was doing that? Yeah. I finished it. And it? I, you, you finished it? I, I finished it, yeah. And I, I sorted out what I want everything to mean. And mm-hmm. I throw bones to talk to the ancestors now. Oh, like collectively, right. not just like one or two. So I guess that's another reason why I'm not looking at my water is because if I want to talk to them, I throw some bones and then boom, I've talked to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Another general witchcraft one. This one is titled Ritual Bath Salts, but without the bath. So I got these bath salts from the local metaphysical shop that I have essential oils and herbs and whatnot. The thing is, I don't take baths. Initially, I thought I could put them in a cloth, hang them from a shower head, and let the salts diffuse that way. But I don't see anything like that on the internet. Instead, there are more suggestions to mix them with a base oil and use as a scrub or just pour them on the floor of my shower, which I would then just step on. The intention behind this is releasing old wounds and emotions, hence getting something for the shower. Did y'all think my initial idea would work? Any suggestions or on other things I could try? So this person uh, would like to use ritual bath salts, but they don't take baths. How would they use a ritual bath salts? I think her original idea um, was a good idea. How she could MacGyver that, I don't know. (laughs) Right? Um, (laughs) I also feel like we just showed our age talking about MacGyver. But yeah, I don't know how he would MacGyver that at all. Um, But I do remember listening to one of my um, Audible books. And she did... She did give the suggestion, and I don't remember how. What did she say? Oh, um, I believe she said, "Get a bucket." That's what it was. She said, "Put the put the bath salts in a bucket during the shower, and then basically use the bucket and um, like pour the." Poured the bath salt water over you like that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. That's the answer. <laughs> like I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and I'm like, yeah, that that's the answer. Tr- okay, so in traditional hoodoo, and they even do this now, uh, modern day, like um in the south, like in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't sit in a bath, especially for a removal. This person wants to remove something. You don't yes, that's yep, that's what she was doing. Yes, yes, sis. Mm-hmm. You don't sit mm-hmm. in it. What you would do no. is you would get a basin or a bucket, like you said. You would put it. Um, you would mix your herbs, your salts, whatever. Um, make sure the water's kind of warm, and then you would take a. You would either take a cloth and literally wipe yourself down from from neck to to foot. Never going back up. Always on a down motion. Uh-huh. Or you would pour it over you. Uh-huh. So that way it can run over your body. Because um, it's a removal. The uh-huh. I feel like 
again, talking about energy, I feel like people miss that the energy is not in the, the herbs and the salt. Those are That's a spirit. The spirit of those mm-hmm. things will remove whatever it is. The energy is in your motion. Like actual scientific energy like is in your movement. So you would take that energy, the moving of the cloth down your body or pouring, letting the water pour over the mo- Yeah, the motion of the water, yeah. Motion of the down. water. Mm-hmm. That's what's removing. So it's within the salt to cleanse. It's within the, I don't know, hyssop to um, purify. Like it's within that spirit to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have to put it in action. I feel like people miss that part when it comes to spell work. Um, so it's a removal. You wouldn't sit in it. Yeah. And I believe you have to air dry. I would. I would air yeah, dry. I believe you have to air dry. Not you have to, you're not supposed to towel dry. I believe you have to air dry. Yeah. If you want to be real deal about it, you're supposed to go do this in your backyard or in the woods mm-hmm. or in a stream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because as you're washing it over, especially in a stream, as you're washing it over you, as you're pouring it over you, the stream then carries it away from you. Same thing yeah. when you do it in the shower, right? As you're uh, washing yourself down, as you're pouring it over you, as you're rinsing off from it, the water is all like the motion of the water is carrying it away from you. Um, so to answer your question, um, you wouldn't sit down in a bath anyway. You would literally almost wash with it or at least let it run over your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically get a nice Fresh, clean bucket. Mm-hmm. Put the bath salts in the in the bucket of water. Fill it up with water, and then just pour the book pour the bucket of water over you, and yeah. let it run down over you, and mm-hmm. then air dry. That's it. That's it. That's and it. then I would I would come home, and then um, once I'm dry or at least damp, I would use an oil of some sort and uh, anoint my body. Yeah. Because once you remove but, something, you want to put something back on. <laughs> yeah. What you oil would you use, sis? I would, um, I have a special oil blend that I, that's for like my own personal power and self-love. Um, you could use a catch-all oil, just like um, an olive oil, you know, that you've prayed over or worked over. Um, you could also use a self-love oil. Um, this is general witchery, so you would probably find some Aphrodite oil. Um, if you are following Orisha, but you're not initiated, you would probably find like an Oshun oil. I don't know. Uh-huh. You know, I don't know too much about the e uh-huh. and stuff, but just giving it as an example, I would anoint. Yeah, you can use rose. Yeah. Ro- you can use rose, rose, um, rose. What I got? That's, that's rose, uh, rose oil. Jasmine oil is pretty good. Jasmine. Yeah. Like, rose and Jasmine. Yeah. Those are I two would mix good that oils with for self, for like self love. Yeah. Those are two good oils. Mm-hmm. Look at us giving out spell work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so number 11, 11th question. Help with a toxic friend. I have this friend, if you want to call them that, that I have been wanting to do, I guess, work over. They didn't say that, but I don't want to hurt them. Child. Let me read it from the beginning. I have I this friend. Say. 
<laughs> if you want to call them that, that I want to do work over, but I don't want to hurt them. They're always talking behind my back and say really bad things. Also, they accuse me of hexing them and messing with them, which I don't. I want to drop them because they are really mentally draining and hard to be around. I'm mostly scared they are going to hex me. They hex their current partner's past girlfriend to get them to break up and her life got ruined. Yes, I have good protections, but I'm still scared. If you have any advice, I would be very thankful for it. Okay, so sis, this person has a toxic witch friend in their life that they want removed from their life, but they're scared and they don't want to hurt them. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> what is what's really going on? Going on? <laughs> okay. There's so there's so much that needs to be unpacked here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start, girl. That's I don't even. Much. Here's First of all, I don't, wait a minute. I don't understand the question, <laughs> girl. Because <laughs> I don't even understand the question. They, they she she want to do work on these friends, but she don't want to hurt them. But they not her mm -hmm. friends because they done tried to do work on her. What? Mm -hmm. What? Huh? What? But you don't want to hurt them, child. How about you just leave? You can't just leave them alone. You can't just say, hey, I don't want to be your friend no more. But it's I guess she said she... she they scared. <laughs> but she says she got protection. But she's scared. Girl, if you don't Girl. use your witchcraft, what the hell? What's going listen, on? Listen, listen. Okay, okay. So now that we've got past the outrage, I was equally as outraged <laughs> when I pulled the... I was like, I don't even understand what this is. Okay, so listen, 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 listen. First and foremost, if you are afraid you should not do work period end of sure. sentence if if you are if i'm gonna say that one more time if you are afraid of the outcomes of your spell work you should not be doing spell work all i know is is that it, yeah all i know is is that if you don't want to be this person's friend anymore just exit stage left quietly and humbly exit stage left and let them forget about you. That's my first thing, right? If this, it also needs to be said, if this person is spiritually attacking you, why are we so love and light that we are afraid to defend ourselves? This, is this, I, I don't know. Uh. If... <laughs> Why are we so love and light that when someone is literally attacking us, hexing us, sending things our way, uh, you've seen that they're capable and are willing to do that to other people. Why are you afraid to defend yourself? I don't understand. I, 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 don't, I don't understand either. So listen, um, I have, you know, the, it's, I think it's the Wiccan read or it's close to it. This whole like 
do what you will, but harm none kind of thing. My personal philosophy is always, I'm not going to start it, but I will finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I will finish Mm-mm. it every time. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Now that I'm past the yeah. outrage, are you yeah, past the outrage? Uh-uh. You ain't going to be sending me, sending me nothing and it's not going to come back to you 10 times harder. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. I don't understand. Yeah. You, they're going to learn not to, they're going to learn not to F with you. So, yeah. okay. So listen. Here's what here's what I want this friend to do. Number one, um, if you would like them to start stop talking about you, do a stop gossip spell. There's plenty of them. My favorite one and the easiest one is to take a piece of toilet paper, uh, get a red marker, draw some lips on the toilet paper, like a pair of lips. Uh, write the person's name on the other side of the toilet paper, and then write your name across their name. And then over the lips, you're going to write, keep my name out your mouth. And then hold it until the very first pee of the morning and then wipe yourself with it (laughs) and flush it right down the toilet. That's a kind of a domination work, kind of a name paper kind of work. It's a blend. I've done it. It worked for me. Give it a try. That's number one. Number two, um, if you want this person to stay away from you, I think the internet girls would tell you to do a freezer spell. Just put them in the freezer. That's fine. But eventually they're going to thaw out. My favorite thing to do is to get a nail, go out to my backyard, um, or in my case, behind my apartment complex, and nail, like write a name paper, put their name and their birthday or whatever, and literally nail them down to the ground and walk away from them. Don't look back. That way, they're away from you. <laughs> they can stay wherever they are. Yeah, they're forever. away from you forever. Just stay there, okay? Um, eventually, you might want to pull the nail back up, but you can pull that back up once they're away from you forever. Um, the third thing you can try to do is if you have to be around them. I don't know, maybe this person's in school or something. You would wear reflective jewelry around them, so whatever they send your way, it gets reflected back. You can also make a poppet of the person, put them in a mirror box. Same thing. Whatever they send your way gets sent back. So those are ways that you can do it. And I can't I can't say it won't harm the other person. But at least it's not hitting you. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because whatever they were sending you was gonna harm you. So child, why are you worried I- about what they were sending? And it okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just send it back. Like I think the I think the best thing you could do is send it back. Send it back and um and protect yourself. If you don't want to, okay, okay. Let me put my love and light hat on. If you don't want to be, if you don't want to go that route, the nailing down, the pop it in a box. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? The the lips on toilet paper. If you don't want to go that route and you want to stay love and light, then my suggestion to you is is to aggressively bless this person. May they find love and friendship so fulfilling in someone else that they leave you alone. What, to make them like syrupy sweet? No, not to make that them sweet. The- just, just to leave you alone. Wh- whatever they're looking for, whatever they need to, to um, if they want to be, you know, queen bee of the town and have a, a, a fan base around them and they can worry about that fan base, then pray that they get that. Um, if 
you know, they're not being fulfilled at home and that's why they're being an asshole to you. Pray they get what they need at home. It's called aggressive blessing. (laughs) So once they get what they need, they leave you alone. So you're blessing them to have something great in their life. If if you want to be love and light about it. Aggressive blessing. But I got to be real with you. I don't know why you would want to. <laughs> right? I don't know why you would want to do that. <laughs> you ain't going to pull no knife on me and I and we ain't going to scrap. We going to scrap. Uh... Look, you was you gonna you gonna get what you give. I'm sorry. I know you did you did something like that once, and then the person left the state. Honey, (laughs) random right out of town. (laughs) (laughs) You ran on right out of town, so you know. (laughs) May they find what they need somewhere else. But whatever they sent, they're going to get it back. And they can keep getting it back. Thanks. Uh, Child. I like how we were both. We were both outraged. (laughs) Cause come on now. I mean, there's. There's. It's okay to be nice. And that's where we should. We should be nice. But clearly when someone is. Clearly not being nice to you. Why? 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 It's this idea, the love and light thing, and I know I talk about this so frequently, but the love and light thing has really got people in a chokehold. They are so worried about, you know, being the yeah repercussion and backfire, whatever the hell that means. You know what? Let's I'm gonna do an episode on backfire because a lot of times what backfire really is are the repercussions of your actions, the consequences of your choices. That's really what backfiring means. But um, they're so worried about that and they're so worried about defending themselves that they will let someone just walk all over them. Uh -uh. Or they don't have the skill set necessarily to spiritually defend themselves. In um, episode two, when I was talking about devilish folklore, Uh Like some, you got to learn everything. You got to learn the light and the dark. Yeah, there's duality in everything. Come on. You got to learn everything. I personally would say I walk in the middle. I'm, um, I use both hands in my work. I'm, uh, or they would call me a gray witch, if you will. Uh Like, I, I feel like that's, that's me. I wouldn't call myself a gray witch, but I do believe in the gray, you know? Um, Uh but like, you have to learn both things. So that way when somebody's, first of all, you can recognize when somebody's doing something nasty to you uh-huh. and then know how to undo it. How are you, you're mad that your toxic friend is doing this stuff to you, but you don't actually know what they're doing probably because you're too loving light. So how are you, so now you got to go on Reddit because you don't know how to undo it. Undo it, right. Or defend yourself. Say it. That's a huge, I feel like that's a big blind spot in our culture. This whole love and light thing. I'm not saying that we should automatically start hexing people or cursing people or rooting people. No. But um, if you can't walk through life, you know, unarmored. And that's what the, that's what 
what it's all about. It's all about being prepared because there are evil people out here. Yeah. There are people out here that want to do you harm. And mm-hmm. if you are out here unprepared for it, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not trying to get hurt. No. I'm not trying to have my family hurt. So yeah. Mm-mm. Come for me if you want to. And pick up a book of curses. You don't gotta use yeah. it. Just know what know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when remember when I told you I, I was um I was uh reading my book of hexes and curses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Study is important. Yes. You got excited. Yeah, because uh I mean I consider myself love and light. I I, I don't mm-hmm. go out here picking fights with anybody, but I nope. also understand the type of world that we live in, you know? And because I am a person of love and light, I know that I irritate people's demons. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? People can't stand for you to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> people like can't it. stand for you to be happy. So, yeah. And and I think really a lot of people don't even un, don't even know that half the time they are sending you negative energy, you know? Yeah, just sometimes just pure jealousy. Or um remember uh well he's been doing it all my life, but um someone in our family, I'm not gonna say who, basically was like, uh, you're you're gonna lose your job if you keep taking care of your uncle. Mm-hmm. I was like, did you just curse me? Mm-hmm. I know he didn't mean it that way, but he spoke that over me and he, spoke, he spoke it with it such passion. Anyway. He spoke it with such passion and such veracity. Like such um, I don't think that's what I'm looking for. He spoke it with such force that I was like, I think he just cursed me. Mm-hmm. And we, we that, what, what did we do immediately? <laughs> immediately. <laughs> send that shit back. Send, he it, send it back. I don't want it. Or your friend that um, you know, the reason why you need the reversal was because. They were sp- speaking over your love life. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't speak over me like that. And said it with such maliciousness. I mean, yes. So I don't want it. Like, and if I don't want it, you can you take have, it back. And if, yeah, and if you so love and light, you don't even realize what people are doing. Mm-hmm. And don't pick up on stuff like that. Yeah. You'll be out here stuck. And don't know why you stuck. Yep. You'll let that seep right into your spiritual, you know, bubble. You'll let it marinate on you. And can't figure out why you crossed up and blocked. Mm -hmm. Right. So come on, cousins. Let's open up our eyes and see what's going on out here. Mm Mm-hmm. And be prepared to stand on business. Hello. Even if you ain't trying to curse nobody, now that you recognize what what it is, you need to aggressively bless them. (laughs) (laughs) Aggressively. Okay, so there is one more question. Uh, I think let's add some some levity to this before we end, because I feel like some folks out there just got... (laughs) We just gave some (laughs) hot takes, and some folks out there just mad as I don't know what right now. But... um, (laughs) Last question, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Also from Reddit, General Witchcraft Board, I have a question regarding names used in spells. 
Many spells require you to write your name or somebody else's name, but I go by three different names. And I'm not sure which name to use for myself. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to use mine or someone else's or someone else's dead name either. Dead name, meaning it sounds to me like this person uh, is talking about like if they're trans or non-binary and they change their name, right? This confuses me because I don't know what would make the spell work better. For example, in a cord cutting, should I use the name of the, the person knows me by or do I just go by what, by what feels right or should I write all of the names? So it's time to do a name spell, sis. Um, when you're doing a name spell, do you go by the name the person goes by? Do you go by their birth name? Do you go by the name they chose for themselves? Like if it's the person's trans or uh, non-binary and they change their name, do you use their dead name or do you use their new name? What do you think? Um, I would go I would use the name that I know them by. Mm-hmm. Me, me, mm-hmm. me personally, I I would use the name that I know them by. Right. Yeah. I would use and the when name. I do. Yeah, and when uh-huh. I do my yeah, and when I do my name, I use I I use my full name. Even though I go by other names, right? Uh huh. I I usually use my full name. Yeah. I use the name that they call themselves. I, your name is attached to your spirit. Yeah. yeah. So in some the name that they go by, yeah, 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 the name that they use, right? And yeah, the name that they use, yeah. Um, your name is attached to your spirit. At least I believe so. In my cosmology, that's true. So if the person is trans or non-binary and they change their name, I would never use their dead name. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. I, <laughs> look at us being progressive and also talking about hexing or blessing people. Um, <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would never use their dead name. I would use the name that they call themselves because that's the name attached to their spirit. Um, for example, um, there's a reason why I don't use my name. Coco is not my name. As no one calls me that. <laughs> right. No one calls me that. Even I just got introduced to a new group. Um, some some friends of yours, sis. Um, and I think I had Coco up and I even introduced myself that way. No one calls me that. <laughs> <laughs> they call me by my actual name, which is fine mm-hmm. by me. That's totally fine by me. Um, but I would so that's why I guess I never put my my actual name out there. You don't need to know that. Um, so yeah, that answers the question, I guess. You use the name attached to the spirit, which is the name that they would call themselves or the name they go by, for sure. Okay. What a nice, easy thing to end on. Instead of telling <laughs> people to <laughs> instead of telling people to go hex, what are you doing? <laughs> That is not what we were saying. We were telling people to defend themselves. That is not what we were saying. You are absolutely right. Let me not characterize it that way. We are telling you to defend yourself. Yeah. Okay. So, sis, thank you. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I like this. I think I need to come on and be a special guest every now and then and do this. 
you know I'm down. You know I want. You know I want to record. I'm serious. I want to record your spiritual journey. Let's tease a little bit. So I'm not gonna say it's next episode, but in a future episode, here's some things you gotta know. My sister went from what general Christian, like just Christian, right? Not Mm -hmm. no denomination, to ending up in Jehovah Witnesses for a Mm -hmm. long time, for a good stint, um, to like questioning that. And then going into a more spiritual space. And every last one of those things is connected to like major mo- moments and movements in your life. Like, uh, yeah. you're pretty, you are very, um, you're very interesting, sis. Yeah, my spiritual journey and even looking back on it now, even as a young um a young child i think i've always had a a close um a close relationship with the divine i i I really do now that i'm now that i'm you know going through this spirituality journey i really do believe i've always had a close relationship outside of religion but yeah my religion uh, journey, my religious journey has been wild. <laughs> wild. And especially coming out of being a witness to now, to see mm-hmm. you, to see I, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much, but I just want to let you know, to see your light shine again. Like, yeah. we um we have a big age gap between the two of us. Mommy had you young and then by the time she had literally there's 16 years 16 17 year difference between you and me and you and mommy right so like yeah. we there's a there's a big gap there um but as a child i remember you being very bright and very like sh- like shiny always always bright always shiny always having fun always willing to um very stylish always want to be the life of the party you know and then i remember mm-hmm. a time where like that got dimmed and I remember like seeing you now where you're back to being light and bright and shiny again and just um, the life of the party and always pe- uh, very people rich. People gravitate towards you and seeing how you like seeing your blessings and seeing how you go after the stuff you want. Child, inspiring. Yeah. The story is very inspiring. Um, I think the world of you. You know, that's because you might notice. But, <laughs> but you know how I, how I remember things might not be how things were. So that's why I said I, I really, um, I really would like to get you on and talk about your spiritual journey, y'all. I made her buy a boom mic. <laughs> I made her buy a mic. Yes, she did. <laughs> I was forced. So we can talk. So we going we we going to make this. We going to put this thing to use. Yeah, we Dang are. <laughs> Okay, so that's a little that's a little bit of a of a teaser there. So thank you, sis. I appreciate you. You know I love you. I love you. Love you so much. Okay, so before we go, I just want to let everybody know that you deserve the world. You deserve good things. Um, and if you call for your blessings, they will come to you. See you guys next time. <laughs>